You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I actually wrote my college essay on what I wanted to be. Want to guess? A renaissance woman. <laughs> I, it was just the way I said multi-potentialite back in the day. I should have yes. known I was never going to have a real job. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's kind of great. I mean, you knew. I didn't know. I think I thought I was just bullshitting. so much for listening. This is U-Turns, the podcast where we explore our personal journeys and the obstacles around those and the way we triumph through those obstacles because shift happens. I am Lisa Oz. And I'm Jill Herzig. And today we are, we are talking to Emily Wapnick. I'm so excited to have you. You're joining us from an island in British Columbia. Emily is the founder and creative director of a site, which is really a community called Putty Like. Yep. And that community grew out of a TED Talk and a book. Um, The book is called How to Be Everything, a guide for those who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Her TED Talk has 5 million plus views And it's been translated into 36 or 37, we've lost track, languages because so many people are um, Have no idea what they want to be when they grow up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a lot lot of people trying to to answer that question. So, Can I just say that one thing that your TED Talk did for me before I even read your book, and as soon as I watched TED Talk, I went and read your book. Alleviated so much guilt that I've had my entire <laughs> life, guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was almost like you'd written it for me, like it was personal therapy. So for that alone, thank you so much. <laughs> Do a lot of people have that response? Yeah, like it's kind of a little shocking. How I think I've received thousands of emails at this point from people being like, "Whoa, I always thought there was something wrong with me, and then I saw your TED talk, or I found Putty Like, and now I realize like." I'm not the only one like this. You know, it's usually people who have a lot of different passions and interests and don't 
easily fit into one category or one role. Um, and I just, I always want to be like, yeah, you, like you're not alone, but it's not just me either. There's like, I've received thousands of emails just like yours. All right. So step it back for a second and explain what you mean by like this. We're talking about the multi-syllable word, multi-potentialite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you just make that up in, you know, in one night in the middle, after some cookies and more milk? <laughs> uh, not exactly. So the word multi-potentiality is a real word. Okay. It's a term in psychology that refers to people who display aptitudes across multiple disciplines. So multi-potentialite is kind of a play on that word. Okay. And and I define it as someone who has many interests and creative pursuits. Describe your aha moment when you, I think you were struggling with a little bit of shame maybe too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that growing up and in my early to mid-20s, I really struggled with this issue and felt a lot of anxiety around my pattern of becoming interested in something and really diving in and kind of eventually losing interest and then becoming fascinated by something, something else, something totally different and then diving into that. And I really worried about like, not just where am I going to end up in terms of career, but like, what does this mean about me that Mm. I don't seem to have like thing? Like, what is my purpose? You know, we're told that we all have like one true calling, like this one great thing we're meant to do. And it just felt like I didn't have that. Mm. Um, and so I really, really worried about this. And it was, it was in my mid twenties, I think like 25, 26, when, um, I'd actually, I'd taken an entrepreneur entrepreneurship class when I was in law school, which is like a weird thing to do when you're in law school. But anyway, and, um, I would gotten interested in the idea of starting a business. And so I was taking, I started taking this business class and there is this module, the second module, it was like choosing a niche. And I just like, <laughs> I started making all these lists of things I was interested in, but the idea of just focusing on one and letting all the others go, like really, I, I can't just do that. What is wrong with me? And you know, what has been wrong with me my whole life? Like, like what's going on? So what were you worried about? Did you worry that you just didn't have like the grit and the stick that we're all brought up to, to try to have? Partially, for sure. But I also, I, it was a bit more existential, I think. Like, it, it had more to do with identity and, like, who am I? Like, hmm. you know, I mean, I, I'd been through all these experiences where, like, I was super involved in music, had a band, I was writing my own stuff. And then I'd start to lose interest for several years. And, and I was like, okay, well, if I'm not a musician, then, like, who am I, you know? And then I would become interested in like web design and then start to lose interest a few years later and be like, ugh, like now what, you know? And like, what does this say both about my tenacity and my ability to like have grit and stick with it, but also like about who I am as a person. And there was this moment when I was going through this business course and having this like, just kind of thinking things over when I was like, you know what? what if instead of fighting this, I found a way to embrace the fact that I'm this multifaceted person with a lot of different passions and capacities, and I found a way to make it work for me. And I started to wonder if there are other people out there who are doing many things and are successful, like have, you know, stable financial professional lives and also get to explore 
and how they do it. And I started blogging about that and kind of seeking out other people who are struggling with this and other people who are kind of a bit further ahead, who are making it work and, and just learning from them and sharing what I was learning, what I was thinking about on this blog. And that was back in 2010. And the blog is not all, obviously, that you're doing. So you, do you need all 10 fingers to list all the different <laughs> things you're doing? Can you do it in five? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so it started with a blog and it's kind of, I mean, that was like almost nine years ago. So it's, it's there are a lot of things that have come out of it. Um, and one of the cool things that I've, I've learned about is like one, actually one of the strategies that multi-potentialites use is one of the cool things about running your own business and community is that a lot of different things that go into it, right? So like I can write, I can do speaking, I can lead groups and do kind of group coaching. I can create products. I can integrate my design background into the work. Like there are all these different facets of this one project um, so this is thing I've discovered later is like a strategy that multi-potentialites will sometimes use in their work. They'll find a job or a field, or they'll start like a, a business that lets them do many things. So I, that, that's kind of how I've managed to not get bored of my work at Putty Like and everything else that I'm doing. There's definitely a group of people that are very much like you in that, that this multi-potentialite, um, quality defines them. And I I would absolutely put myself in that group. But I think that everybody, I, I think your work is relevant to everyone because no one just loves one thing, right? Um, and I think that what happens is we tend to define ourselves by one thing, whether it's our job or a specific relationship. So we let the other parts of ourself kind of get pushed into the background. And so what I love about what you do and talking about being a multi-potentialite is that I think people who see themselves, you know, categorized and narrowly defined can open up the rest of, of their personality because they can see that it's all part of, of what, who they are and what they do. Um, mm-hmm. that, so Jill, you, I would say that you, you've been yeah. very focused. I've definitely been very uh, what am I, a, a, a unipotentialite? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if there's You're a... a traditional achiever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, at least that sounds better than uni anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been on this one track. I've been, I've been a magazine editor for almost a little more than 25 years. And now I'm out of that and looking for the next thing. And one of the, you know, one of the things that was so interesting to me about looking at your blog and reading your book was that it made me think that even if that is who I am by nature, I need some of this, some of the, I need something from your bag of tricks, you know, to help me kind of find the pivot, the next track. And also, yes, as you say, make sure it's not too narrow so that, so that there are other things that branch out from it so that the next U-term is maybe a little easier than this one is feeling. Do you have any tricks for me? <laughs> um, yeah, so you can, you sound a little bit like some of the phoenixes that I interviewed for my book, okay. uh, which are people that dive into one field for a longer period of time. And it's, you know, a multi-potentialite who's a phoenix looks a lot like a specialist. It's hard to say where the line is, but it's someone who dives deeper into one area for a long period of time and then shifts 
and dives into something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sounds like kind of what you're describing. Yeah, I'm, I'm so relating. Say that a lot of people will kind of build things up on the side before they make that shift, start exploring something new. Yeah, that would have been a good content. idea. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's, but that's yeah. one strategy if you like feel like it's coming to an end. After the break, I'm going to pull some more out of you. Okay. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We were talking about the types of multi-potentialites because we're not all the same. And um, you had mentioned that Jill could be a phoenix. Let's uh, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there are three other types. There, There's a hugger. Can you run us through the different types of multi-potentialites so our listeners can maybe find where they fit in and see how they could navigate this world of multiple opportunities? Yeah, sure. So I like to shy away from um, like there's four types of multi-potentialites because I think they're really more like work models, okay. like different strategies for building a life around multiple passions. Um, 
And a lot of multi-potentialites will be a hybrid. They'll kind of shift between. Um, so these are just like four strategies. I know I just I just called you a phoenix, but you know the phoenix is kind of cool though. Yeah, right? it's not like, the worst thing want... I've been called. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a hugger, which I phoenix is much better sounding than a hugger, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so the first approach that people will use to kind of integrate their interests into their life into their careers is the group hug approach. Uh, and this is where it's kind of like what I described before. It's where you have one job or a business that you run where you get to wear many different hats uh, and kind of integrate your multiple skills and interests into your work. So a lot of people who use the group hug approach will work in an interdisciplinary field, something like urban planning or AI or instructional design. Like these are fields where to do a good job, you really need to have an understanding of a bunch of different areas and you need to have a lot of different skills that you can shift between. So that's the first approach, the group hug approach. Next, we've got the slash approach. Oh, that sounds worse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds violent. At least group hug sounds loving. Sort of like a serial killer. But yes. let's go ahead and talk yeah, about what slashers. What happens with slashers? <laughs> yeah. So the slash approach is someone who's like, the programmer slash teacher uh, slash stand-up comedian, right? The so like actor slash model slash Instagram sensation, that kind of person. That, sure, yeah. Okay. So your slashes are much more authentic. No, no. Okay, so I get it. It's like it's could yes, yes. Many, yeah. many, many hats in one title. Yeah. So instead of combining your interest in one project and one work project or job, you are keeping them separate and distinct. And you've got two or three part-time jobs and or businesses that you kind of flip between over the course of a week. Then we've got the Einstein approach. And I called it the Einstein approach because Albert Einstein at the patent office for several years. He was basically employed by the government. He had this very stable, secure day job. It took care of his financial needs. And then he developed his theories on the side. He was not paid for them. So mm. this is where you have a job that, you know, you enjoy well enough. You shouldn't hate it. <laughs> you should enjoy it. It maybe taps into one of your interests, but it isn't everything. You're not integrating all of your passions into this one job. It pays the bills, takes care of your financial goals. Most importantly, it needs to leave you with enough free time and creative energy to pursue your many passions on the side as hobbies, personal projects. And so, you know, people who use this approach, it's not for everyone. None of these are right for everyone. But people who use the Einstein approach and like it say that they really like the fact that it takes the pressure off of having to monetize every little thing that they become interested in. They can just kind of explore freely. So like I, I interviewed someone, this guy, Charlie Harper, who is an IT manager by day. We've got this like pretty standard nine to five. And then at the end of the day, he leaves the office and he goes to musical theater practice. He also mm -hmm. sings in an acapella group and he builds furniture. When we spoke, he had built a boat. So he's got all these like great projects and he doesn't have to worry about monetizing them. And those kind of feed some soul deep hunger that he has to, to do the things he's passionate about. Yeah. And I think that the way to view this approach is like your day job is the thing that is funding all of these amazing hobbies and projects. And so it's so that you're not resenting the day job. And like I said, it's not for everyone, but for some people it really works. Well, what would you call someone who's just like sort of 
rolled from one thing to another. Like it's not really a phoenix, but you just kind of wake up and you're some, besides schizophrenic, um, <laughs> just find yourself in a different role pretty frequently. I mean, that might be like a slash approach if you kind of cycle back to other things. It's Or maybe it's kind of like a shortened phoenix. Like instead of spending five to 10 years in one field, you spend, you know, a few months. Some people take kind of, six-month contracts because they like to work this way. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of maybe a blend between like a phoenix or a slash kind of thing. So that you can overlap with the different types. You can go back and forth between. For different- sure. Okay. Yeah, these are just tools You kind of and like models because a lot of people are like, I have all these interests, but what does that look like professionally? So I wanted to kind of set out these like different profiles, the different ways you could structure your work and then go ahead and mix and match these or customize them. Like that's totally, I, I'm very uh, cognizant. I try, I try not to tell my multi-potentialite readers that they have to choose one thing. Oh, they wouldn't so, like that. <laughs> they would rebel. <laughs> exactly. So here's four options. Mix and match. Do your own thing from there. Yeah. You, you know what I love the best about your approach is for so many of us who are going through changes, as we all do in life, the fear of the next step, the fear of failure is paralyzing. And acknowledging being a multi-potentialite allows you not to have to be perfect at everything. Um, so that takes away some of that pressure because you can do things and not have to be the best because, mm-hmm. um, it's just something that, that is part of you. Not, not that you have to be the world expert on, cause you're not going to be the be- best cardiac surgeon on the planet if you don't spend a really long time perfecting that. Right. I love that approach. Yeah. Though I will say that I did interview a surgeon, which, you know, that seems like a, it's a very specialized job. But he also has this like incredible creative practice. He paints and draws and plays music and reads Buddhist, studies Buddhist philosophy and does all these things. But he's a surgeon. So I've kind of learned that you can't really tell who a multipotentialite is just by looking at their job. Is everybody a multipotentialite? Maybe. I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Like, there are definitely some people who hear about this idea and are like, huh? Like, that's a thing? Like, I don't, I can't relate to that at all. (laughs) And do you feel like everybody should be a little bit, that this is something that we should be nurturing in ourselves? Or are there no shoulds in your, in your (laughs) philosophy? I tend to shy away from shoulds. I feel like whatever works for you is great. Um, But yeah, I think that like, you know, what you, what we were saying earlier, like there's probably like, nobody is just one thing. We're all multifaceted to some degree. And maybe it's just a matter of degree. And like some people just kind of are like, okay, I'm supposed to specialize, like no problem. I'm, I'm excited about that. And other people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can just do that and don't, don't feel quite as easily into that model. So, so I'm now, I think I'm a specialist who's now finding herself in a slash situation and I didn't really develop so many of those tools. I mean, my job asked me to do a lot of different things. I had to constantly learn different things. And when you're a magazine editor, you also, if you're interested in something, you just dream up some reason why you absolutely have to do an article on it. And if you're the boss, you get to say, we're going to do that. And then you get to learn about it. So so there was there were a lot of learning opportunities. But still, the skill set was just like one solid skill set that I was just developing and building on. And now that I'm trying to, to learn so much and and develop in so many different areas, 
I find my mind, I've, I do have monkey mind. I feel like my mind is a little bit scattered. My thoughts are scattered. Um, I'm working really hard to do that thing everyone talks about, setting an intention for the day. But my intention seems to blow up by 11 in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. So so do you have any strategies for that? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to you know productivity, for lack of a better word, this is something that multi-potentialites and everyone really tends to struggle with. Um, but I think especially people with many projects and many different things on the go, you need to find a balance between making progress and like letting yourself explore. Sometimes you have to explore. It sounds like in your case, there's like Definitely. a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the strategy I usually suggest. Maybe there's a modified version that'll work for you. But you kind of like you write down everything that you're working on, everything you're learning, and then you pick the, you know, two to five priorities right now, like the the main things. And you kind of, if possible, write them down, hang them by your, by your workstation, you know, in your office. And when it's time, when it's time to work, you look up and you're like, okay, those are like the four things. Which one do I feel like working on now? Pick one, go, at some point, if you start to lose steam, like either take a break and get back to it or switch to another one of your priorities. Hmm. And then when you have like shiny object syndrome and there's like something new you want to try, <laughs> just add it to that other list. And so you got this like long list of like someday things or like back burner projects or whatever you want to call it. And then at a certain point when you feel like you have reached the natural end point with one of your priority projects, you, you cycle one of the other ones in. So you get to pick um, from the shiny objects. Exactly, yeah. Huh. And I also, you know... I'm going to have to be like a consultant. I'm going to have to buy one of those giant sticky pad pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People use like different boards and sticky things and some people use digital stuff, but yeah. And then like, you know, you can really start to resent your, as a multi-potentialite, you can resent your main projects if you're not allowing yourself to explore sometimes. So I always encourage people like if you re- there's something on your someday list that you really want to play with, to try out, like set a timer and have some tinkering time, I call it. So like <laughs> set a timer for 40 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever and just like let yourself go down the rabbit hole, be quote unproductive, like explore something new, whatever. And then and maybe use this as a break after you've gotten some work done. And then once the timer goes off, you're like, okay, cool. Get back to your main thing. Um, and that just lets you kind of have a little bit of that fun at the same time so you don't start to resent your main projects. Hmm. The world seems to possibly overvalue expertise and specialists, but you say that there are some real um, areas of where multi-potentialites excel and um where they're, they're exceptional. Can you go through those a little bit? So yeah, that we don't have so, to be ashamed to be multi-potentialites. <laughs> no shame. No more shame. No more shame. Uh, we're good. Yeah. Multi-potentialites are good. They're not dilettantes. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, okay, so yeah, I've kind of identified what I call these multi-potentialite uh, superpowers. Um, we're good. We tend to be pretty adept at these things, and I'm sure there's more, but... Um, so the first is idea synthesis, and this is the ability to take to take concepts and skills from two different areas and blend them together and create something new. 
So like it's, you know, you're trying to solve a problem in a particular field and all these experts are working on it. And like you all have the same background, you've done the same reading, you know, but if you have a few other backgrounds, a few other kind of areas that you've explored, maybe you pull an idea from somewhere else and it's like, oh, like this is a really interesting solution to this problem that we wouldn't have necessarily thought of. Um, So, you know, you see this a lot in like, really innovative business ideas or, you know, like, like there are some fields like, um, I don't know, I learned about ocean therapy recently, which is kind of like a combination of talk therapy and surfing. It's like (laughs) talk therapy while learning to surf and it can be really empowering. And there's something about the ocean, you know, um, surf with your psychiatrist basically. (laughs) Yeah, very basically. And if you're someone who's interested in, in psychology and surfing, like maybe there's a way to integrate the two. Um, and there are a lot of interesting fields like this. You know, I, I was talking with an occupational therapist. I don't know why all my examples have to do with therapy right now, but, <laughs> um, who was saying that, uh, he had a patient who, you know, was having trouble walking. And so together they went to the hardware store and they, they built all, they built this contraption that would like help him walk better. And they like did it together and it was really empowering. And like, that's not something he learned in occupational therapy school. It was like a past, like an outside interest in carpentry, um, that allowed him to do this. So, you know, we tend to be pretty innovative because we can blend all these different things together and come up with solutions that like a specialist might not have necessarily thought of. So idea synthesis is is the first one. Um, Rapid learning, we kind of touched on this, but we tend to be pretty quick learners. We pick things up fast because we're used to, we're used to being beginners. We're used to kind of diving into things. And also like multi-potentialists tend to be really passionate when we're excited about something. And so we just like learn faster. I think we dive in we like absorb everything, read all the books, listen to all the podcasts. And um, so that, that's a huge benefit. Some people that I interviewed for, for how to be everything said that like, they were real all-stars at work because they were willing to like try new things and jump in where other people were like, Oh, I'm, I'm like scared to do that. What if I fail? What if I'm, you know, what if I can't pick that up quickly enough? And so, um, that can be a real benefit. Um, we tend to be really good at kind of communicating with people from different walks of life, both Mm -hmm. because we have these different backgrounds and because we're really curious and really interested And that is a huge asset because it allows us to translate between people who might be speaking different languages. So like, let's say you're leading a a big interdisciplinary team and you've got designers on the team and you've got programmers on the team and you have a background in both areas. Well, that allows you to really like speak with them both and translate between them and see this bigger vision come to light. That's the Lisa thing. That's the new thing. (laughs) All right, we're going to get back to this after the break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like (sighs) being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Before the break, we were talking about multi-potentialite superpowers. <laughs> and we talked about idea synthesis and rapid learning and what was the other one? The ability to relate to lots of people. Relating and translating. Right. Um, are there more? There are a couple more, yeah. Um, so next we've got adaptability, the ability to kind of take on different things and um, shift between skill sets. And this is hugely valuable in uh, an uncertain economic environment, which, you know, I mean, things are evolving very quickly right now and you don't really know what skills are going to be useful in the future. So if you can do a lot of different things, that's a huge asset. Right? Right. It makes yeah. you like really more resilient. And then the last superpower that I identified is big picture thinking. And I think a lot of multi-potentialites kind of have big visions for changes they'd like to see in the world. And they're able to spot systemic issues and patterns because they can kind of zoom out and, and see the big picture a little bit. So um, yeah, I've noticed a lot of multi-potentialites tend to be kind of visionaries and like have big projects and, and, you know, just like often they need a specialist to work with to kind of like implement things and, and multi-potentialites and specialists often make really great teams. Hmm. But yeah, we, we tend to be pretty big picture thinkers in general. I think you're totally right that this is a time mm-hmm. when, given the fact that disruption is an everyday word and it's exciting, but it also leaves a lot of people disrupted. Um, this mm-hmm. is a time when being multifaceted like this, being that quick learner, that person who can pivot is is really just an, a huge asset and only getting more and more important. I think I've read that millennials will be changing not just jobs, but careers, every career paths every three years. N- that rapidly? Yes. yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. That, that they'll be, you know, really just 
hopping from one career path to another. That's dizzying. Yeah, it sounds dizzying. But I think what you're saying is that as this kind of crowd grows and we all pick up some of these skills, it won't maybe be so. But what if you're in that situation? If you're a listener right now and you are looking at that on the horizon and it's maybe not your skill set, maybe there's someone more like you, Jill, who... Is made vaguely t- nauseous by this. Well, yes, where they yeah. always saw themselves as, I'm really good at math, for example. But you realize that you have to be more adaptable. Are th- Is there a way for um, anyone to to develop a multi-potentialite skill set so that they can be more facile and and ha- and you know more comfortable in different situations? Yeah, you know, I think that it's naturally within all of us. Like as little kids, we don't usually have special specialties, you know, we're curious about everything. So I think just like it's not encouraged as you get older, right? We're not encouraged to like develop new hobbies once we're like in our 20s and even in high like so just letting yourself have some free time and some fun time and like not having to be the best at things and just like, and like not even worrying about skill level, but just like letting yourself learn something new. I think all of those things can be really helpful as you develop like the one career path if that's, if that's what you're doing. Um, and I will say that like, even though things are shifting, we don't really know where they're going and all of those really kind of established tracks are still, a lot of them are still there. Um, so kind of pursuing one, if that's what you want to do while still staying adaptable and trying new things on the side as much as you can is not a bad idea. So that bartending job, Jill, (laughs) Jill has this incredible ability to make a a cocktail. (laughs) You do. (laughs) I do. I think it might be the one thing I actually have kind of a big head about. I mix up an awesome cocktail and Emily, I wish you were with us so I could, I could do that for you. Just God knows what your potential would be with one of my cocktails in your hand. <laughs> no, actually what you were saying really resonated with me because I've just gone through the experience of getting my older daughter through the college process, supporting her through that process. And one of the most depressing parts of it for me was the insistence by all of the counselors that she, you know, well, what's your story? What's your thing? You've got to find your thing so that you can tell the college what your thing is. And that's what you're going to write your essay about. And all your extracurriculars need to be aligned around it. And it was really, I mean, here we are trying to raise our kids to thrive in this world that, as you say, is full of disruption and requires all this nimbleness. And she needs a brand. Is that what? (laughs) Nobody said that because I would have thrown up. (laughs) But, you know... But they are being tracked. Yes, I feel like our absolutely. kids are being tracked and, and we're not doing right by them. Yep. Would you agree? Yeah, I think it's taking some time for, for schools and um, some employers to really catch up with what's happening because I do see a shift coming. You know, I've heard from people who in their college application essay wrote about being a multi-potentialite and that worked for them. Um, but yeah, the old model is is really, and the old idea is that like the only way to to really thrive and to succeed professionally is to specialize. Like that's just, that's not really true anymore. And um, the message hasn't so fully gotten. So you're working with corporate clients to kind of help them change the environment a little bit or, or is it mostly focused on individuals? It's mostly focused on individuals. I have done a little bit of kind of speaking in corporate settings, but I tend to prefer working with people. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just me, but. Um, Imagine that. <laughs> 
I actually wrote my college essay on what I wanted to be. You want to guess? A renaissance woman. (laughs) It was just the way I said multi-potentialite back in the day. I should have known I was never going to have a real job. (laughs) That's awesome. But But that's kind of great. I mean, you knew. I didn't know. I think I thought I was just bullshitting, but I manifested that reality. Mm, (laughs) It doesn't sound bullshit. It sounds like, you know, like no college counselor bullied you into saying, no, here's Here's how I'm spinning myself. This is my thing. It was really just what I wanted. And and I'd never seen it articulated before Emily put a name to it. It just felt like I had too many interests to be, you know, to be put in a box or didn't want to work hard enough to be a specialist in any one of those boxes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is incredibly liberating because, you know, as any of us face a change, I think, I think the door that's opened and the light that's turned on here is, you know, you don't have to pick. No, follow, do what you love. And if you love a lot of things, do them all. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to your experience a little bit? So after that initial epiphany and sort of starting to free yourself to explore different things, I mean, have there been stumbles along the way where you got really discouraged or the world just wouldn't hear um, what you wanted to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I said, like, you know, it was a bit of a slow, slow, steady climb. Like nothing really exploded until, you know, five years in when I did the TED talk. Yeah. Um, but initially there was a, there were people who were like, Oh, me too. Like I didn't realize there were other people out there like this. And they started coming out of the woodwork, but it didn't, you know, it took some time to build the community. Um, for the first year of running the site, I was relying a lot on web design, which is something that I'd done through college mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of help from my parents, if I'm being honest, you know, for that first year. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah. And it, it took a little bit of time to kind of get going, you know, as with like any business, I think. So if you had kids or you or your future kids or to parents of America who want to raise their children to have, be multifaceted and have varied passions, what advice would you give? to parents? Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> firstly, like don't uh, just maybe relax a little. Some parents are like, <laughs> did you have really, chill parents? <laughs> uh, I would not say that they were chill, but my, both my parents are professors. So, um, they really value like learning and to them, like any path leads towards academic academia. So just like, go ahead. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know if that's the best approach, but like, yeah, I think like just give your kids time to kind of figure things out and and don't rush them um, as much as as you can. I, I know a lot of like this all comes from a place of love, um, and we worry about our kids. And um, and I also think like if you as a parent are a bit of a multi potentialite, like let your kids see you engaging in some of your different activities and passions and and showing them that that's okay and it's it's okay to like have all these other things on the go, even if it's not your main thing. Um, yeah, and just like encouraging different interests of theirs in like a, a responsible way. Like I remember when I was thinking about switching from violin to like some quote unquote cooler instrument as a teenager. <laughs> like I wasn't sure if it was going to be guitar or drums. Instead of like buying me something, they were like, okay, like can we borrow an instrument from someone? Can we rent something for a month? And there, I definitely had a month of like banging. They knew what they had on their hands from an early age. <laughs> like before we put the money down. Yeah. 
so yeah, if you can borrow stuff, it like encourage their different interests. But like, if you can do it in an affordable way, that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. To follow and connect with Emily on Facebook, go to at Putty Like. On Twitter, it's at Emily Wapnick. And her book is How to Be Everything. Emily, thank you so much thank for you. joining us. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. Share your stories with us about all the things you're passionate about and achieving and your varied interests at U-Turns Podcast. See you next time. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.